It's the holidays, and I get it. You are sick and tired of running around like a chicken with your head cut off. I know, your to-do list is a mile long, and every time you check something off, it seems to be magically replaced by at least five other things. And it doesn't help that you see all these other women on Instagram getting it all done while growing their business, while spending quality time with their family, and while doing things that they love. Meanwhile, you'd be happy if someone would just show you how to have time to breathe at the end of the day. Well, imagine if you could confidently and efficiently check off your to-do list without distraction, without procrastination, and without overwhelm. Well, Jess and I really want to help. We've created a system that works when it comes to checking everything off your list fast and efficiently, and then having time left over to do what you enjoy, whether it's growing your own business, spending time with your family, or even enjoying some well-deserved alone time. You see, there are four limiting beliefs keeping every woman from doing it all without the stress. And we have a free live masterclass coming up where we'll teach you the exact steps to overcome those so you can check your to-do list off every day stress-free, meaning no more procrastination or distraction, no more feeling guilty when you're working, no more writing emails in your head when you've got a beautiful family in front of you that you should be soaking up. Instead, we're giving you succinct, efficiency and getting things done and getting back to enjoying your life. If you would like to register for this free training, then click the link in the show notes or go to inrawlife.com slash masterclass and you can secure your seat there. We'll see you in the masterclass. When you're in a bind, it'll brighten your day. It's just a boost of encouragement. It lets you know to look on the positive side. It's short. It's brief. It's to the point. Brighten your day, so to speak. Sometimes you need a long, deep conversation. Other times you just need a quick boost to get you through your day. It's great. I love it. It's a boost. 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 You're listening to the In Raw Life Podcast Boost. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the In Raw Life Podcast Boost Edition. We do boosts now and then to keep it short, keep it sweet, give you a wham-bang-pow for for your time. I don't know what that means, but thanks for stanking around for it. Um, Okay, so today I'm talking about the importance of a community for the support and the accountability and how to find a good community if you feel like you don't have one, because I know we've all been there where you just feel like, oh, I am very alone in this world. I am the only person who thinks like this. I am sure of it. Oh, but I promise you you're not. And I promise you there's a community out there for you. And I'm going to help you find it today. So um, the importance of a community, really the two biggest things that a community is so helpful for is one, accountability. If you find a community that you can trust and pour your like heart and soul into, or even just be a little, a little vulnerable with, you don't even have to pour your heart and soul out. If you are willing to put yourself out there slightly, share your goals with someone else, it helps to keep you accountable. And I have five reasons why a community is better in when you're goal chasing Um, I'm going to explain those right now. So five reasons that a community helps you with accountability. Number one is commitment. Obviously, like when you make a goal on your own, nobody's there to say like, yeah, 
I'm holding you to this. So when you find someone that you can trust, when you find a friend that you can rely on, they help you to commit to actually sticking to your goal, not just making it a, oh, that would be nice or, oh, hey, nobody knows about this. So it's okay that I quit early or whatever. Whether your goal is to lose weight, quit smoking. Um, maybe it's just to, to do this big, brave thing for your business or your life that you really want to do, but it kind of sounds scary and, and maybe even sounds foolish if you say it out loud. But when you actually say it to someone else, for one, if it's a, a good, strong community, they're not going to think it sounds foolish when you say it out loud. And for two, they're going to hold you to it. They're going to say, you can totally do this. Don't give up. So obviously commitment is a huge one, but also there's clarity. These are all C's. I really don't like alliteration, but I found these and they make sense. So maybe I'll change the words as we go, but either way, clarity, really getting a good understanding of your goals happens when you get to say them out loud to another person. So you're like, okay, this is my idea. I'm defining my goal. I'm telling you my plan and I'm going to say to you, Hey, like, what are your thoughts on this? And then the person says back to you like, oh, that's a great idea. Or, hey, I think you're like putting too much on your plate. You're a little in over your head. Again, the importance here is having a good support system, not someone who's just going to dash your dreams because my husband recently showed me a tweet that said, don't tell anyone until it's done. People love to ruin a good thing. So don't reach out to someone that you know is going to dash your dreams or tell you that you're foolish. But find someone who can actually look at your goals and say, I know you can do this. Maybe you're cutting your timeline a little short. So, you know, don't be defeated if you don't cut, if you don't make that happen in six months or five weeks or whatever your goal is. Or maybe they'll say, Hey, I know you can do this and I think you can do it even faster. So having someone with you helps you like really just, oh, drive it home and know this succinctly is what I can do. Um, also, it helps you with creativity. Being able to run your ideas by somebody else, they can say, ooh, that's good. Did you think about this? Ooh, I don't know if that'll work. And then this is my favorite thing. So if somebody says, I don't know if that'll work, that has just created a little kink in your plan, right? And I recently have discovered that I freaking love a good plan kink. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but let me explain. So Jessica came to me the other day and she was like, how are we going to solve this problem? And I was like, uh, I don't know. We've done all the things like we've done absolutely everything to solve that problem. And that's what I've got. But instead of responding with that initial thought process, I was like, wait a second. She's asking me this. There has to be another way, right? Like this is, she says, here's my problem. And I'm like, okay, there's gotta be something. It's actually our problem. So it's my problem too. And I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out. And I'm like, this is, this is a great opportunity for me to be creative. I am a very creative person. I love problem solving. I love finding ways around things when you, when you feel like it's time to give up. So having someone else to bounce your ideas off of gives you the opportunity to be creative because when they say something like, Hey, I don't know if that's going to work. Like you think it's going to work. Then that gives you the opportunity to do some creative thinking and figure out a way that you can actually make it work. And that's what I did with Jess. I was like, I don't know. We've done it all. <gasps> no, I have an idea. And guess what? My idea that happened when she challenged me to get creative worked better than anything we tried before. So the next one is 
competence. Oh, all the C's. I really don't like it. <laughs> I didn't think about changing the words ahead of time. So we'll say, oh, that's what it is. I forgot. I forgot the note. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say not competency. I'm going to say A plus effort. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Because when you know someone's watching you, when you are telling someone your results, you put in better effort because you want to, you want to say like, hey, look what I did. You know, like when you just are showing up for yourself, you're like, all right, I did it. But when you know someone's watching, you can be like, look at all I did. Like it, it motivates you to do better because A, they're watching and they can judge you if you don't do as well. But also they can celebrate you when you do really, really well. Which brings me to point five, which is celebration. And I'm not changing that word because that is a fantastic word. Um, when you have someone accountable with you, they celebrate your wins. Because when you set these goals, who knows how far out they are? Maybe they're six weeks. Maybe they're six months. Maybe they're a year. Maybe they're two years. But that person is going to walk with you as you're going. They're going to, you're going to, it's going to be that person or that group that you keep saying, Hey, just wanted to update you. This is where I'm at. This is how I'm doing. Each step of the way, they're going to be like, good job. Look at that progress. And when someone or a group of people walks with you through an entire journey, they feel accomplished at the end too. They want to celebrate you. They want to be like, heck yes, you freaking did it. It's kind of like a wedding. You know, when you go to a wedding of like a couple that you just really love and you're like, they absolutely were perfect together. I am so glad they got married. And the whole wedding is just a fun dance party celebration because everyone knows like this couple is great. They love each other. They work through the hard stuff. Like let's celebrate what a great job of coupledom they're doing. That's how it feels when you get on, when you are not the person that's achieving the goal, but you're cheering on the person that's achieving the goal. And then when you're the person achieving the goal, like, heck yeah, you're going to celebrate. And then you've got a whole clan to celebrate with you. So that's the way that a good group can help keep you accountable. Now let's talk about support. Oh my gosh. Okay. So a uh, little truth nugget here. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. Anyway. Um, okay. So I wasn't going to do this episode today. I was going to do a different one, which will come out later in December now. I, I didn't know how I was going to do this episode. Honestly, I'm like, how am I going to do the accountability one? And, uh, Today, something happened that was so wonderful that I'm like, oh, I have to share this. Like, I'm so inspired to share it. So I didn't want to wait and I wanted to get it out now. Okay, so this morning, I knew that my my five-year-old had a haircut at noon, all right? And the barber is my husband's cousin, okay? And the last time I was there, I was five minutes late and I wasn't proud of that because I've been really good with my time management lately and showing up five minutes late is disgraceful. <laughs> no, but really like I, I've been proud of how much I usually show up on time and I didn't like to put her back at all. One, she's family. Two, she's a badass entrepreneur who had her own successful business before she was 30. So like, I want to celebrate her and her success by respecting her time. So it made me upset that I was five minutes late. So I'm like, this time I am going to be early. I am not going to be late. I'm going to plan to be early. Well, thank God I planned to be early because I go to like grab my keys. We're going, we're heading out the door 
and I can't find my keys. And I remember, oh, I put them in the stroller last night. I left the stroller outside. Well, I hope they're still in the stroller. Okay, walk outside. Guess what's missing? The stroller. I know where it's at. It's not stolen. Don't worry. I know exactly where it's at. My husband came home last night and as loving and helpful as he is, he put away my son's go-kart that was charging out front and he must have also grabbed the stroller. Where did he put it? In the back of the truck. And what did he do? Locked the truck with the keys that he has, his keys. So now my keys are in that truck and my husband works 40 minutes from here. And while I was leaving early, my cousin, her name is Ariel. Ariel's only 10 minutes from our house. I am getting in the car at 11.30. That's 30 minutes early. I'm gonna, I'm doing so well. I mean, it's gonna take me a few minutes to like get the boys in and all that. But now I don't have keys. So what am I gonna do? So I go to like write her a text and say like, ugh, this stinks. I have to, I have to cancel, which I hate to do. Like, cause again, I respect her. But also I was bummed because like it's, I, it's really hard to get in right before Christmas it's, it's a challenge. It was, I had to wait a long time to get this appointment and I don't want to ask her to squeeze me in because I respect her business and I don't, I'm not going to ask any favors just because I'm family. Respect. Anyway, (laughs) so I go to text her that I'm not going to make it and I feel so bad about that. And instead, Arrow is talking to me. He says, why don't we just ride our bikes there? Now, mind you, he really thought he was getting ice cream after the haircut, which I never said yes to, but that was his motivation for like finding a way. He's like, why don't we just ride our bikes there? Okay, why don't we just ride our bikes there? The weather today is like a high of 44, maybe. It wasn't even the high yet. It was definitely in the 30s, but it was a warm 30s. It wasn't humid, so it felt really great, I thought. And I think to myself, why Arrow, that's a great idea. So I Googled how far away the barbershop is and it's 18 minutes on a bike. And I know from my previous experience that when I tow two kids, whatever Google says is a little shy of what I'm actually capable of, but that's okay. Like 18 minutes, I could probably do it in, you know, 25 and I've got time to spare. Like I'm 20 minutes. It's now at this point, it's 20 to to 12. Perfect. So I get the bike out. I load up the kids. I tell Ariel I'm going to be late, but I am going to be there. I get in. I load the kids up and I'm going, I'm going, I'm hustling. It's three, four, 3.4 miles away, I think. Anyway, I'm going and I'm just seeing this time tick and it's getting late. Like at first I was going to be there at 12.07, which wasn't that bad. Then I was going to get there at 12.12. I'm like, okay, okay. By the time it hit 12.16, I'm like, dude, girl, you're not going to make it anytime soon. Like it says you're going to be there in 11 minutes. Like I sent her that I was going to be there in 11 minutes. And then I kept going and it still said 11 minutes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to make it. Like the the appointment's going to be over. But at that point I had already gone so far that I wasn't going to stop. I wasn't going to turn back. Right. So I keep pushing on. I get there. I get there at 1222. And of course she has a 1230 appointment naturally. (sighs) I'm hoping that she's going to cut his hair, but if not, like, oh, well, I'm also hoping that I can find a ride home (laughs) with two babies. Um, And I had called my husband on the way and told him my predicament, saying like, hey, if you can find something, here you go. Like, (laughs) whatever you, whatever you think is best. So he had called his mom while I was riding and she was going to come, but she doesn't have any car seats in her car. So she called her sister who has two grandkids. And so she had two car seats in her car. And, uh, so her sister Kathy is going to come and meet us 
And I get there, uh, knowing Kathy's coming, and I tell Ariel, I'm so sorry that I was late. And she's like, no, you know what? That was ambitious. Like, she's not even mad. She calls me ambitious, which I really appreciated because I was exhausted. I was pedaling so hard. There were points where I'm like, man, I haven't rode my bike in a while. Should have taken that into consideration for how long this would take me. Other points where I'm like, I think it'd be faster if I was walking because there were hills. Oh, my gosh, the hills. I kept praying for a downhill. Oh, the downhills were lovely, but the uphills. <laughs> anyway, so long story short, I get there. Ariel calls me ambitious. I know Kathy's on her way. And Ariel also says, you know what? It's no big deal because one of our other cousins, Dave, is the next appointment. Like, what are the odds that we booked appointments back to back? Crazy, right? So he's coming in. So, you know, there's a lot of like, a, not a lot, but there's a little flexibility. She can rush through Dave without like the, you know, extra niceties or whatever and get Arrow in right after him. And that's what she does, which is just swell. And Kathy gets there and and she says to me like, oh my gosh, how crazy is that? Like Dave's right there. He, if anything, she's like, I was going to tell you next time if you're ever in a pinch and I'm not available, call Dave because Kathy's grandchildren are Dave's children. So there's two car seats, like two car seats, two car seats. And, um, and she's like, so I was going to tell you that. And Dave's like, yeah, like, Kathy, if you want to go, I can still take her. And Kathy's like, no, I'll stick around. And Ariel said, if Dave wasn't here, if all these people weren't here, I was going to make you stick around until I could take you home. So three of these people, three family members, and mind you, these are all my in-laws, right? Like, they're not my direct family. They don't know how cuckoo I am. They're learning. (laughs) But they're just like, yeah, I'm here for you. And here's the funny thing. The reason I tell you this story is because with we moved here in March – And it's like, you know, everyone's in the pandemic hangover where like not people aren't seeing each other as much as they used to. Uh, It's kind of weird when you see people, you're like, does this person want to see me? Does this person? It's like a weird thing, right? So like, I haven't been trying to see people just because I don't know what their comfort zone is and I don't want to push anybody. So I've been really keeping to myself. And part of me has felt a little lonely. We moved to a place where I would have more family, which was exciting But I also don't feel like I have any family some days because of COVID and because of like just whatever, being isolated and being in a new place. And I don't have these relationships with that family. So I don't want to put myself out there and be like, hey, can I come? So I've been feeling really isolated and feeling like I don't have a community and I don't have support. And here I am (laughs) riding my bike in 30 degree weather with two children to a barbershop. And by the time I arrive there, There are three people happy and willing to give me a ride home. And Kathy, I said to Kathy, man, I just feel like your whole family is going to think I am such a fool. And she said, oh my gosh, like this family hasn't made some weird decisions sometimes. Not a problem, which was really sweet of her. But then she also said, and isn't that great? Sometimes you have to make a decision and just have faith that it's going to work out. And I thought that was so incredibly beautiful that she said that to me. Sometimes you just have to make a decision and have faith that it's going to work out. Because if she couldn't have made it, Dave was right behind us. If Dave couldn't have done it, Ariel was going to make a way. None of these people talked to each other. They were all just there ready to support family. Secondly, I have been sitting here doubting that I even had this support when I've had it all along. I just had to have a situation where I needed it and then trust and rely on others. 
And that was a big step. I When I called my husband and said, can you make a way for us? Can you try to find a way for us to get home? I had to admit defeat. I had to admit imperfection. I had to admit a little bit of wild wild thinking because not many mothers would put their children in the back of a bike. I promise you it really wasn't that cold. They were bundled. They were fine. They, we all had a good time. It was an adventure. But not like I had to really surrender, put up my white flag and say like, I can't do this alone anymore. I have been, it's December. I have made it nine months of making it look like I got my stuff together and I can do this on my own and I don't need no community. And I was wrong. And when I finally had to put up my white flag, my community was able to show up and they were excited to show up. They were happy to show up. So anyway, I just, I really believe that being a little vulnerable and putting yourself out there to gather a community around you is so important. And now I know there are some of you who don't have a community. Like it's not like me who I didn't think I had a community because I wasn't being brave. I know there are some of you who are in situations where you honestly don't have a community. And I promise you, I would tell you how you can get one. And I want to tell you, whether you have a community or not, Jess and I are forming this Facebook group. It's, I mean, I guess it's formed. It's, I can stop saying it's in the initial stages because it's only growing. And it's a group. We are very picky though about who we let in. We don't let random people in. We don't tolerate judgment. We don't tolerate hatred. We just want like encouraging women to love on one another, to support one another. And we are creating a space where women can feel comfortable to say, Hey, I don't have this all together. I need support or I need accountability. The group is called work-life balance for empowered, unstoppable women. It's on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash empowered, unstoppable women. I'll put the link in the show notes. But go there and join. If you are a woman who wants a community, who thrives in community, who is looking for other women that you could build up without feeling judgment, without feeling defeated, without feeling like no one's listening, like we are a group that comes together to encourage one another, to love on one another. And if you're a woman who needs love right now, which I think we all could use, whether you want to admit it or not, we all could use a little love. So if that is you, head over to our Facebook group and join our community because we want you there. We want to love you. We want to be that support system that you feel like you may not have elsewhere. We want to encourage you to find support systems in your area too. We want to encourage you to reach your goals. We want to encourage you to stop the bad habits and start the good ones. It's just a, it's a really neat space and we would be thrilled to have you. That's all I have for you today. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast to help our podcast grow. Until next time, find a place in your life where you can lend support, be a strong support system, and then find a place where it's okay to be vulnerable. Find someone you trust and take a risk, put a little vulnerability out there, and watch the magic that unfolds. Bye!